welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We've got an exciting show today, folks. We're going to be speaking with Eva Marquez, and her book is Activate Your Cosmic DNA, Discover Your Starseed Family from the Palladians, um, the Pleiades, I should say, Sirius Andromeda, Centurius, Epsilon, Erdani, and Lyra, or Lyra, she'll come back to me in a moment. This is a book that helps you connect to where we came from. You know, we're all star seeds, whether you want to believe it or not. And we came down here and she's done an excellent job of defining each of the uh, star nations that I've just talked about. And you can see how you fit within. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's holding you back. But you guys know I always ask, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website. That's monikechapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on LinkedIn. And folks, if you like the podcast, you know, give the girls some love. Give me some stars, subscribe both. <laughs> Greatly appreciate it. Now, my guest today, Eva Marquez, is a Palladian starseed, soul healer, teacher, and author. Her mission is to assist humanity to transform fears into love so we can evolve from D 3D survival beings into 5D multidimensional beings. And you can check her out at her website, and that's evamarquez.org. Again, evamarquez.org. Eva, welcome. Hello, it's nice to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. It is so wonderful to um, have you here with me. I absolutely love the book. Um, folks, this is Keeper on my bookshelf. And you know, I don't say that too often. So if you're interested in this subject, this is definitely a book that we should um, buy and read and reread again. So Eva, um, who are our ancient alien ancestors? I mean, you, you talk in the book about six star nations where do we come from how do we know where we came from well the ancient alien star sisters are the aliens from the cosmos to those that we sometimes are so afraid of what's gonna happen when they come here well we we believe you know in this cycle of life mm -hmm. that we do reincarnate and we repeat our journey and so much on 
And literally, if we look at that, we started this journey long, long time ago, not on the earth, but somewhere within this universe, when we entered this universe. And mm-hmm. when we entered this universe, we naturally had many different lifetimes in the different constellations. And as we were devolving in a way from the God source down into these phenomenal lives on these planets, and some of them may not be exactly phenomenals, <laughs> we started to collect informations and knowledge and wisdom. And eventually we made it down all the way to this beautiful planet that we call Earth. And over the time we've forgotten where we came from and we are looking toward this extraterrestrial beings or the angelic beings our spirit guides and we wonder who they are and who they are is literally our past selves or our soul families they are who we were used to be and they are who we one day will become to be again in my belief okay so in your belief is it that we when we make our transition from earth to what's Mm -hmm. next we go back to our star seed family we definitely can If we do our work and we resolve our earthly issues, what we have, because something must happen to all of us that we get kind of stuck here in this earthly beliefs and reincarnations. Mm -hmm. But once we resolve it, and uh, I would say we understand our human ego and transform it into this beautiful universal mind, our soul mind consciousness clicks back into God. And we remember that we don't have to go in the line as we call it in the heaven. And please know mm-hmm. that the heaven is a beautiful place and coming back here again is still a beautiful journey or could be, but we can make a different choices and we can say, okay, I'm going back to Pleiades or Sirius that mm-hmm. I feel more connected than coming back to earth. Mm, okay. Now in the book, you talk about um, stopping on the rainbow bridge, which is the fourth dimension before coming down into earth. A lot of people, when you hear rainbow bridge, they equate it with animals making their transition. Can you talk to us about that? All right. I think the rainbow bridge is same for all of us. It is a place when we're transitioning from this fifth and higher dimensional energy into the third dimensional energy of the earth. Now, we usually think about it, you know, and we went over the rainbow bridge and went to the heaven. Well, we came from heaven or any word we like to call it. We have to go through some passage. And it's pretty good to call it the rainbow bridge because it reminds us about the rainbow within ourselves, which is our seven basic chakras. That is our rainbow that can guide us back and forth. However, when we're coming down to earth, there are cosmic laws that we all have to follow at this point. And one of the law is, is the lowering of the consciousness and the lowering consciousness results in the memory amnesia. So when we are born, we kind of still connected and little children remember until about seven years old, plus minus. And then when the mind start developing or that ego mind consciousness start developing, we lose our memory and that amnesia really kicks in. And we feel that we are just ordinary humans in the human body. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It makes perfect sense. But, you you know, I think that sometimes it's beaten out of us because the people around us who are trying to do do their absolute best for us, they've lost their belief in whatever it was they believed in or wherever they came from. So we get, I don't know, brainwashed, programmed in a way that we're supposed to forget and let it stay forgotten who we were. Yes. Well, yes and no. We come here and we definitely, you know, are born into a fearful program animal body mm-hmm. because we doesn't matter where we came from or how our body 
look in the Pleiades or Sirius or anywhere else, our soul mind consciousness, sort of that ball of the light of the God source, pick a new outfit. Like you go to the closet and pick your outfit and pick it in this, you know, earthly realm. Mm -hmm. And the outfits that we have, the bodies, alitari and animal bodies that are adjusted to the earthly realm because we I think we all agree that these bodies evolved from the primates, got a mm -hmm. little quantum jump from the aliens, and here we are today. The body is programmed with the three-dimensional energy of the survival. Now, here is a good reason why we may have forgotten of who we are, because here we are in this survival program body. The survival body literally runs on the program of the fears, because the fears keeps you alive. And in our families, even I, as a mom, you know, do have us raising the children in the some level of the fears to mm -hmm. keep the discipline because we, you know, don't have it all together how to do it perfectly mm -hmm. back then. I wish I knew differently. Anyway, imagine that you come here and you, rem you remember that you are this wonderful goddess who can levitate and make the fire by moving your hands and so much on how much destruction we will actually cause, not by wanting, but by accidents, because we start acting up on fears and protect ourselves from everything possible. So mm -hmm. in a way, we get this chance to be born into these bodies. Remember that there is a rainbow within us, that that rainbow bridge is not necessary an evil thing. It is something that protects us from our personal self-destructions. Once we find the rainbow within us, which is, again, just the basic understanding of the seven chakras, and I know there's more than seven chakras within the body, but mm -hmm. these chakras hold the extraordinary ability. So in a way, if we awaken the rainbow, and there are stories of the rainbow bodies from the ancient times, and with that, we awaken our memories, which naturally will lead us to our extraordinary abilities that we have. So... Sometimes I compare it this way, you know, we all know how to use the matches and make the fire, but mm -hmm. you don't have the matches to a little child because they can harm themselves with it. So <laughs> that may be the reason. I'm chuckling because there's a story in your book that I'm going to share. And it wasn't matches, but you learned a lesson <laughs> pretty early on in life. Now, when you were 18 months old, you decided to take your mother's knitting needles and do what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I electrocuted myself. Unfortunately, it was a very conscious decision. See, mm -hmm. I remember actually skipping part of the passage from the Rainbow Bridge. I broke the rule. And I have a very, uh, actually in the dream states came these very vivid memories. But here comes what happened to you when you don't follow the rules. I got shocked twice. It opened me dramatically. Mm. But God, what came after you experience so much of darkness and especially you know, if you are born to the difficult families which we Pleiadians often mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. and you know it's our way to find our way so I remember walking by the wall feeling the electricity finding the two and feeling the energy being so excited I'm gonna connect well it didn't work exactly as I planned to <laughs> um no but then you did it again why <laughs> That, I don't know. I think I was like trying to connect to the motherboard. And I says, okay, you didn't perceive me the first time. Let's do it one more time. Well, my mother was very strict after the second time. Thankfully, I 
survive all of that without any damage. But yep, I was trying to connect. Yeah, we'll open up a little bit wider. Now talk to us a moment about the six star nations. All right. So naturally there are much more than the six star nations. There are yeah. actually 12 star nations that contribute to our DNA. These six communicate with me uh, or communicated with me at the time when I was writing the book. It all started with Pleiadians and then they started to bring the others and others. And um, these star nations literally have the representatives up here on the earth. So these star seeds, you know, came from, some of them came from the six star nations, some of they came from the other ones. And they each have a different personality, I guess, as we can say. Uh, when they started to bring their people to me to other the sessions, I realized that there's a synchronicity and similarity among them. You know, what kind of trauma they have in their earthly life, what are they drawn to do as the adults and so much on. And so they started to contribute toward healing the starseeds to help them to gently, you know, to remember like, you cross the rainbow bridge, but there's a way to remember. You don't have to wait a whole another five lifetimes until you do it. So they are very benevolent. They have the best interest for us. And the biggest, um, I would say, desire is to help us to find a mind, body, soul balance so we can evolve and become multidimensional beings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there any... I don't know how to say this. Is there any lead nations, you know, like here on earth, we got, you know, we say the United States is the leader of the free world and all that. Is there a lead nation of, you know, belief system or is it just, you know, everyone is equal? There is a good question because I talk about it too, you know, because mostly people talk about Pleiadians. There is this very strong energy of the Lyrans. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the hierarchy up there. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, as I'm working with them, there's no leader. There's oneness. They work together. They do have a councils and negotiate and delegate, but I have never felt that the one, you know, that some of them just would like bow and respect the others in that way of the, as the hierarchy would work. So mm-hmm. they work with the oneness. They also explain it haven't been always like that. Before even they came on the earth, they had their own troubles. They went through the galactic wars. They went through their issues until they realized that if they work together, that is the way how we can ascend eventually out of this universe. Because same as we are looking toward the ascension from the earth, they are going. To, they are looking toward the ascension out of this universe. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry about that. Let a siren go by as you're talking. Um, That's good. good. Well, it is what it is. Now, you say in your book, like the Syrians, they are what attached to or they resonate closely to the Akashic records? Yes. Understanding that correctly? Yes. Okay, could you go down each one of the six and let us know what the connection is? All right, so let's start with the Syrians because mm-hmm. you brought them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Syrians are the knowledge keeper. So let's say that each of them has this particular uh, skill. Same as we say, that we are each part of the puzzle to one another. They are saying to them. So the Akashic records, are, the main Akashic records are in the series B. And they collecting all the records from the past and present and even from the future. And this is what they call the library of light. And 
when they are, you know, there's definitely a council that's looking toward the future and how the evolution can be navigated in the most beautiful and benevolent way. They would go into Akashic records and they pull out the records to see, you know, how we have done it in the past, how is the pattern possibly repeating and how we can do it differently. Now, today, a lot of people like to assess the Akashic records and mend them. We can mend them only with love, acceptance and forgiveness. We can't really change any uh, things because we should not, but we can change our future. Uh So they are the knowledge keepers. And on the earth, they also created the records inside of the earth, in the crystalline grid, in the nature, in the trees. I definitely believe, and I have never been in the California, but the redwoods, you know, the stories mm-hmm. that you hear in the picture, those are definitely a knowledge keepers up there connected to the Syrian energy. Mm-hmm. And so then yeah. we go to Pleiadians. Mm-hmm. Pleiadians are soul healers. So the Pleiadians spend lots of time to really study the science of the soul. Soul is in a way a time travel within this universe. Our soul consciousness or energy essence, let's call it, came from far away beyond this universe and entered this universe that is this beautiful universal mind. And she brought, and I think it's a feminine energy or as in the Gnostic, they call it Sophia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she brought here that love of the what we may call the God source. I know we may call it a different name, but for the sake of explanation, let's call it the God source. Mm-hmm. And sharing that love here um, with everything and combining with this beautiful mind and and creating, you know, creating and, and gathering experiences. Now, soul and soul healers that are here on the earth Soul have experienced separation from the body through the fear and the trauma and and all these horrible things that do happen to us on the earth and up there in the universe. Mm-hmm. And so the Pleiadians that already have this beautiful art, how to reconnect that soul, how to help you to overcome feelings of the separation, abandonment, rejection that happened through the abuse. And that is actually why the many Pleiadians, um, I would say 95% Pleiadians, suffered through the abuse and a lot of emotionally bad things happening to them in their earthly life. Mm-hmm. Pleiades in the Alcyon has this council of the future, uh, of the beings from the future. It's actually beautiful collection, or if you can, collection, assembly. Let's call it the assembly around the round table. Let's just mm-hmm. fantasize a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. From the various star nations who literally meet there from the past and from the future, because they are definitely Pleiadians from the future. Um, and they start talking to me for the first time. I was like, that sounds really crazy. <laughs> and when I read the Barbara Machiniak book, The Bringers of the Down, mm-hmm. they literally mentioned, like, you know, I think there's a part of it that says, you know, we talk to you from the future. I was like, oh my God, those are them. <laughs> they mm-hmm. definitely are. They are looking at a possible scenario. They cannot manipulate or control us, but they can gently guide us. And if you gently guide somebody, it's through that soul consciousness because soul wants to share love, experience love and happiness and not the wars and the suffering and pain. Okay. So those are Pleiadians. And we'll go to Andromedians. Andromedians are the most amazing healers. I always tell people, if you have a physical healing problems that you need to heal, go find the Andromedian starseed because they are amazing. Like to me, 
I have no idea if it is true, but the Dr. Joey Dispenza in my case came mm-hmm. from Andromeda because oh. you can definitely see, and I have no idea if you would ever agree with that, but you know, you can definitely see that broken spine. Many Andromedians that I read for have a actually spine issue, bone problems, have these miraculous recoveries, so they can find a heal of it in them. And that's what they focus Abda in the Andromeda on the science of the body, of the healing, because they are not just a pure fluffy light on this planet. We do have body because body give us experience a true life, not only on the earth, but up there as well. If we are just, you know, this soul, mind, consciousness, and orb of light, we just mm-hmm. go and we view the things, but we cannot participate in the creation or in the physicality or in a life. And that's why we have bodies even up there. And so Andromedians are phenomenal that they're looking how the body function, how the organs and meridians and the chakras, because we do have all those, maybe in a little different order than here on the earth, but we have those and how we can create rejuvenation, longevity, how we can heal from absolutely anything. And then, you know, you talk with the Pleiadians and says, how do we feel about it? You know, how we change our way of the feeling and with the Syrians, how do we think about it? What the mind will think about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they do work together, especially Pleiadians, Syrians and Andromedians, which I wrote as our first trinity within the body. And then another ones where I work was Centaurians, mm-hmm. which are phenomenal. So the Centaurus was one of these, uh, I would say, younger planets before the Earth. They were very pristine in nature. And what surprised me in the beginning is that they share with me that they have this reptilian species living there, this reptilian and dinosaurian species. And of course, you know, when I wrote the book, I started to writing it actually in the 2013, which is uh-huh. quite a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all go like reptilians, the bad guys, right? Like, oh my yeah. God, like put your aluminum hat on so they don't find you. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. They are actually very benevolent. They they says like, you know, we are vegetarians, which was kind of funny in a way for the <laughs> reputation they have. Mm-hmm. And they are very fun. Now, Centaurus became a planet that has a hybridization program that actually Lydens introduced there. I speak about it a little bit later. And so Centaurus became this new evolving planet mm-hmm. for hybrid beings. Hybrid beings means that you have a DNA, combined DNA within you from at least two or three star nations. And it can be as many as possible. Same as we are experimenting with our bodies here, we were experimenting with our bodies up there. I always tell people, there's no better or worse if you have like a pure Pleiadian DNA or if you have a three or four, you know, different DNAs within you merged together. It's like, you know, we are looking at our ancestry today and we find that, oh, we are from the Europe and Africa and South America and nobody would ever guess that. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. And if we know about those traits, we can develop them in a much better way to make ourselves more, I would say, surrounded multidimensional beings. And I think that's what was the um, probably step toward the oneness. Now, especially Linus, they always says, you know, we didn't get it always perfectly right. We made right. our mistakes, mm-hmm. which 
you know, they have done. And maybe they talk, you know, if we combine our DNA, that's going to carry us into oneness faster. The oneness is the understanding of the soul mind consciousness. Long story short, the best animal readers come from the centaurus because there's that very strong animal DNA with the reptilians and dinosaurians. And when you are incarnated there, you are definitely uh, more connected to animal kingdom here on earth. So mm -hmm. the best animal communicators definitely come from the centaurus. Uh, what is interesting because they didn't have any past lives in the in like these galactic wars they definitely have chosen a lot of warrior dark warrior lives on the earth for the experience because soul wants to have experience uh -huh. and um, epsilon eridani i don't want to make it long because i, I can talk about them forever <laughs> <laughs> i tried to cut it short <laughs> you're doing fine <laughs> thank you epsilon eridani it took me a little while to figure that out because when they started to speak, I was like, who are you? Where it is even from? Mm -hmm. I don't exist because people don't hear about them. And it's like, yeah, we are um, up there close. I believe it was the Taurus mm -hmm. uh, and Orion. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what it is. Okay. Is right. And they're mediators. They literally spend the time to mediating between all the star nations. And they said, you know, our spaceship is closely positioned around the earth. And if there would be one day that we are going to land here, we are the one to mediate. That really surprised me because you would say like, Pleiadians will come and we will all recognize them. It was like, no. But do you think that they all have like a blue eyes and blonde hair? And if they don't fit your picture, you know what's going to happen to them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know, you know, we, we put this um expectations which are absolutely not true up there you know the Pleiadians are born in all different kind of the races and the shapes and uh and the size and the colors of our bodies it's not only blue eyes and the blonde hair that's the biggest misconception up there mm -hmm. and so the epsilon eridanes they are as i said the mediators there's this beautiful gift they have when they mediate they don't manipulate they literally they show me this interesting thing that I have a really hard time to explain. It's like when you have an issue, they take this issue and they blow it up into like we have to imagine in our imagination, like this issue is like this ball and they blow up this ball into very tiny specks and they take every particle of it and what is true and they look at it, what is true and what is not true. So they look at it, they, they call it, uh, I think, the heart science of the heart uh -huh. uh, where they find the absolute molecules of the truth and compose them back together they can show you possibly possible actions of your reactions like you know if we're gonna choose this person for the president this may want to happen i always tell people uh -huh. don't you don't want to manipulate what's going to happen we have to hold the love and happiness for everybody and that the truth will come out uh -huh. but they have that ability to look at it. And I think that's what makes them a perfect mediator. Um, they having a really hard time to adjust the earthly life, the Eridan, uh, Epsilon Eridani star seeds, because mm -hmm. they did not necessarily, you know, wanted to join the Lemuria and Atlantis. They came, I would say, after the destruction to help out and help to hold the, you know, the energy consciousness, 
help to preserve the knowledge and information and help to make sure that we just don't um, completely distract each other and just are stuck here for another, I don't know how many thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And the Lyrans, the last one? Yes. The Lyrans. Oh my goodness. People know about the feline star, star beans, those cat lion look like, looking like beans. They came from the Lyra. And also the most futuristic uh, beans came from the Lyra. They look like us. We have that, our answers, big ancestors in the look, I would say, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use the high advanced technology, artificial intelligence technology and it's all happened again in the Atlantis and it's happening again. Majority of Lyrans here are actually working uh, with the computers and development of AI and are phenomenally smart people. Mm-hmm. However, um, they want to do it differently this time. They want to really see that we can apply that soul mind consciousness together instead of just preferring our mind and easiness of life so they are trying to do it right um they're going through a lot of forgiveness to themselves and whatever happened in lyra because artificial intelligence definitely destroyed them i know there are stories of the wars and what have happened but to me they share this as you know we, we must stop we became way too smart and we advanced way too fast and it wasn't exactly the greatest thing ever you do have to focus on developing your soul with your mind and that is the biggest message okay almost sounds like um silicon valley today (laughs) Um, yes i was almost mentioning i was like don't do it (laughs) no speak the truth what you feel your truth is so um very interesting so i want to switch gears for a moment in the book you talk about the number three and how the number three is a magic number um, and it offers clues to the past and the future. Talk to us a little bit more about that so that we can understand the Trinity. All right. So the number three, you know, this literally we have a three parts of ourselves: past, present, and the future. Now we can say, well, you know, everything's happening at one time. Yes, but we are not there yet. You know, we had a breakfast, we're going to have a lunch, and you definitely want to have some kind of the dinner. So mm-hmm. three is found the connection between three is found all over the world and in any ancient teachings we have a um we have this you know the connection three pyramids in the giza the jesus Uh christ would be father holy spirit and (laughs) Um, son father and the holy spirit right Uh yeah Uh and with all of that whenever you look at it it's literally a mentioning to the soul mind and the body now, if we understand this number three, as the Nikola Tesla says, if you understand the three, six, nine, you know the all secrets within the universe. So it starts with a tree. If I start looking for this trinity, if I can understand my past from the present time, if I can understand my past, I'm not going to repeat it in the future. I will change my action and reaction. And if I change that, that trinity merged together in the oneness and my life will be different. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't want to go for the another incarnation on the earth, I have to look in my past. Whatever happened that I got stuck here, I observe it in the present time and I'm going to make, make a different again action and reaction from the future. If I want to, let's say, you know, people go, I know a starseed and I really want to have my abilities. And I remember I was a healer. I, why, why I can't be healer just, you know, by some kind of the attunement. 
Mm-hmm. Because you have to work with this particle of the trees. If I'm in the present time and I remember I was this spectacular healer who can heal everything, then I have to look into the past. Why have I forgotten? It is why, let's say, you know, says, you know, because there's a reincarnation, there's a rainbow bridge. Yes. But if I would start to look in me from this more positive kind of the way, rainbow bridge actually protects me so I don't get harm when I'm not uh, aware about it. How, what, what is that I need to do? I need to start remembering myself, released whatever trauma I may have had, or, you know, did they kill me or put me on the stalk because I was a healer and they call me witch. Once I release all that anger and so much on, I can start learn practicing and remembering all of that. It comes as a practice. It doesn't come as this magical memory that come back to you. Pr- memory comes with a practice. Ability and energy skills come with a practice. Now I have the past, suddenly I'm this healer, and obviously I'm making shift within the future because I have helped to heal many different people. So that all comes in those particles of the trees. When I know that, then I'm, you know, it will avoid the frustration of why it is not happening now. You need to find your tree particles. If you have, this is interesting part in the trees. This is something that actually Lyrans taught me. They says, look, if you look at the children with the uh, uh, with the Down syndrome, Mm-hmm. They are highly evolved in that soul energy. They are loving and sweet and just you just want to be around them. Mm-hmm. But their mind energy is, you know, suppressed up there. So there's a misbalance between the Trinity. And of course, misbalance does create a um, health issue within the body. If mm-hmm. we look at the children with uh, the autism or the spectrum, mm-hmm. They are extremely smart and genius, usually in the one area. Mm-hmm. But, they, you know, their mind consciousness is highly evolved. But their social skills and their soul consciousness is smaller, much, much smaller compared to that margin of their mind. And again, the body is having a problem within it. So this trinity that connects to the body needs to be balanced. When we have it balanced, then we can do absolutely anything we can have a christ-like abilities but we have to find that balance within the trinity Uh Uh, they used to say you know one is three and three is one and that's what it is when you balance this trinity within you then you have your oneness and you can be living in the human body here and i think that is the goal to evolve be in the human body and be able to share this most phenomenal abilities that we have Mm-hmm. Is there ever a point in time where we evolve out of earth, evolve out of coming back and, and we just go back to our soul um, star family? Absolutely. And I think the choice is ours. And I tell you why. I'm really excited okay. about this one. Uh-huh. In our human body, we have an organ that we all know that's called gallbladder. According to Chinese medicine, the gallbladder holds the energy of choices. Mm-hmm. So we can actually choose. If we talk about this free will, it is our choice. Now, of course, the free will doesn't come like, I want to buy this door open right now. Why is my free will? Why is it not happening? Well, because you have to go and reach for the door to open them. That's why it's not happening. Mm-hmm. But joke aside, the gallbladder itself gives us a choices to do whatever we want, whatever we set our intention on. 
Now, that comes with it, that we have to do our work. Eventually, now, I guess we all collectively will go, but we are not there yet, that may be hundreds of thousands of years away from us. Those who are starseeds today, we are pioneers of this energy. We are literally teaching the people, you don't have to reincarnate. You can go back home and you can do different kind of the things. But first, you have to choose it. Nothing happened on its own. Uh-huh. Nothing happened. You know, we know that these coincidences that lead us into these greatest things in a life. But the coincidence that can happen to you with this is that you realize that you may be done and you want to go home. There's nothing wrong about that. But toward that, we do have to do our work, literally do our life review. And if you master to let go of the fears, anger, uh-huh. hate, jealousy, all those lower vibrational energies, then you can go. And there are actually stories from the um, Qatars. I hope I mm-hmm. pronounce it right. The Qatars who live mm-hmm. around 1,000 yes. years after the counting. There were the stories of that they would come to your deathbed about a week or two weeks before you passed away. And something magical would happen. And they promised these people that they will not go for the reincarnation. And I always talk about like, hmm. I like to question the things. I think we all should question the things. It just sounds way too good to be true. Mm. And uh, there's a Qatar hymn that anybody can find on the YouTube. Mm -hmm. And there's the words that sings. And then there's a refrain that sings A-E-O-U. Just like that tuning of the vowels. And because I'm from Mm -hmm. the Europe, it's in the European version. So I was like, oh, this is really interesting. We may not understand the different language, what they are saying, but everybody understands the vowels. And guess what? These vowels actually go with the tuning from the heart to the fifth chakra, to your pineal gland, to your third eye, and to your seventh chakra. What they did, they literally tune the soul mind consciousness to disconnect from the lower vibrational energy, which goes from the lower three chakras. And if you are able to go in that uh after space, let's go to after space before you enter heaven. And you, you, let's say we have a sound. Your sound doesn't have any of these lower vibrational three chakra tones. Mm-hmm. You have a choice where you are going. This came to me as a memory. I do have some, you know, past life memories. And mm-hmm. then it me, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, those are not just stories. It really happened. And, you know, when the things click together and you go like, it's just in the front of our knows and wow. anybody can see it so we you know don't know or you know there are probably people who remember how to do it i you know have just these memories and i find it fascinating but there are the ways and people have done it before us so we can do it we know that the mayans when somewhere and i believe they were not abducted by the weird aliens i believe they ascended and went, you know, to that other place or the other dimension. So there are stories from the past. And we live in the most exciting time of the infinite possibilities, where we can do it as well. Okay. Thank you for that. I, I, I do have a question that's always confused me. What is the difference between coming from a star system and the Nephilim? I, I don't, because to me, they were like the giants that came from the sky, right? So are they the same energy or is it a different vibration? Now, I will disappoint you because I do not know. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't, don't know either. That's why. 
<laughs> I honestly do not know. I hardly know that um, the, some of them, the Nephilims, have been just the offsprings of, you know, those who came from the stars. But mm-hmm. I didn't work with them, so I don't have an answer for that. Okay. Well, when we find out, folks, we'll be the first to let you guys know. <laughs> Eva, when we go to your website, evamarquez.org, what are we going to find there? You're going to find there the list of my services and classes and a link to what my book and my other books on the Amazon. Okay. And don't you have something coming right up pretty soon or no? Um, I'm teaching the no. soul healing classes, which are actually in the progress right now. In the new year, I will start doing language of light classes again and new soul healing classes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, Eva, you've been like a wonderful, wonderful guest. I really appreciate everything that you've shared. What is a pearl of wisdom that you would like to leave the audience with today? What I would love to entice you about is actually project, if it's okay, that Mm -hmm. I just recently started. I do have a YouTube, Eva Marquez, if anybody's interested. And the pearl of wisdom will be this. We as a star seed here, we feel very lonely. And because we do have that soul disconnection, we feel lonely and we feel abandoned. We feel forgotten and lost. And we spend the time to meditating, to be in those higher dimensions and connect with our soul family. Well, Palladian says that it's time that we reconnect our ground crew here on the earth. So I made this video on how you can activate yourself into the crystalline grid. It's like you put yourself on the Google map in the crystalline grid. So you can take the crystal, put it in your backyard and start bringing the energy from the cosmos through you inside of the crystalline grid of the earth, which we can send there with the uh, intention of the love and happiness because they are non-controlling kind of the energies. Now that energy comes from the earth again and we will start connecting through the earth and through crystalline grid us together here. So we realize that we are not alone. We are not crazy and that be different. Even doing this crazy thing as I did, electrocuting myself, please don't do it. It wasn't <laughs> fun. <laughs> would not advise that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of years of the darkness after that. But we are here and we need to connect together, support each other in this way, because you are here as an ambassador of your star family. If the Pleiadians could do it from up there, they would not want to write a book through the me or Barbara Machiniak or the Barbara Henclaw. They would just, you know, send out the beam of the light and we all get it. Mm-hmm. You need to be in the physical realm, to have a physical body, to be able to create. And that's why we are here. We are not forgotten or the black sheep of the family. We are here to usher the humanity into the evolution. And the more we connect together, the better it will be. So if you feel really alone, put the crystal inside of the earth. You can look at my YouTube video if you want. It's the point down and activate yourself here and says, here I am. And I want to be connected with my soul family. And I'm ready to do this marvelous job of the evolution. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And um, that's definitely something that I am going to do. Um, Eva, I appreciate your time and your talents today. Um, I am forever grateful to you. And I know that the audience uh, feels the same way. Um, And I want everyone to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of activating your cosmic DNA. Abundant blessings, light enough to all. Thank you. Thank you.
you. Thank you, Monique. Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you for everything that you are doing. Thank you. Thank you. You're, You're welcome.